Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. After nearly a decade of negotiations, China, Japan, South Korea, Australia, and New Zealand recently signed the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, RCEP. What is significant about this trade agreement? Here to explain is Stratfor Senior Vice President for Strategic Analysis, Roger Baker. Roger, what is significant about this trade agreement? So when we look at the RCEP, um, it's one of the largest trade agreements that there is in existence. Um, It draws pretty much all of the major economic powers of Asia together into a single trading framework. So in that sense, it's very, very important. It also puts ASEAN uh, as a central player in the region. Much of this trade arrangement really came from ASEAN unilateral treaties uh, with each of these different partners. And they've come and rectified them into a single large block. And the final piece is that this does draw Northeast Asia and Southeast Asia closer together for a lot more uh, trade interaction and ease of uh, expanding supply chains within the region. RCEP has been seen by some as a further sign of China's rise and regional influence, particularly with the U.S. declining participation in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Where does RCEP play in the strategic balance in Asia? Well, I think uh, three or four years ago, the concept of RCEP as a competing uh, trade block to the TPP was a much stronger idea. Uh, But when we really look at it, two things have happened. One, obviously, the U.S. pulled out of TPP. Uh, The other uh, is that India pulled out of RCEP. With India out of RCEP, a lot of the interest uh, that many of these countries had in going into RCEP, in fact, was to be able to have that connection to India also. So it sort of weakened it. The other aspect of this, I think, to keep in mind is that RCEP is a much weaker type of trade agreement than the TPP. It's not nearly as comprehensive. It doesn't put as many requirements. It's got a whole lot more uh, uh, loopholes and ways for countries to be able to maintain some of their own uh, subsidies or their own priorities uh, within their industries. But it is seen uh, perceptionally as a Chinese victory. China has really been working to try to shape itself as a nation that is cooperating within the region. And while this doesn't fundamentally alter trade patterns in the region or create some new dynamic where China is the central economy, because it already is, it does help the Chinese, again, push that that soft power idea that they're much more cooperative and collaborative than the United States. Now, Japan is a member of both the RCEP and the revised CPTPP. What are Japan's motives for joining both trade agreements, particularly when, at one time, they were seen as competing initiatives. So Japan is interesting here, right? If these are truly um, competing spheres, right, the idea that you would join TPP or you would join RCEP, that that falls apart. Japan actually played a strong role in the the formation and the the final formation of both of these. And and Japan played a big role in keeping TPP alive after the United States pulled out. Um, Japan is positioning itself as one of these middle powers, as as a country that's not as powerful as the big powers, the United States, uh, China, uh, but is very important within the region. And what we've seen over the last decade or so is Japan trying to reassert its role politically, economically, uh, and even militarily uh, throughout the North Pacific and even down into uh, Southeast Asia and over into the Indian Ocean. So as we watch Japan 
they want to stay at the center of all of the different types of interactions that are happening uh, within the broader Indo-Pacific region. And Japan wants to keep its options open. It doesn't want to have itself forced into a purely binary set of relationships where it is only working with the United States and, and, and can't work with countries that are potentially opposed to the United States. And so we see Japan's membership in both of these as part of this assertion of Japan's own national interests and its ambitions within the region. Roger Baker is Stratfor's Senior Vice President for Strategic Analysis. Thank you so much, Roger. Thank you. You can get more of Stratfor's intelligence and forecasting on the Asia-Pacific region when you sign up for our free newsletter. Visit worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.